The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. CSPN and the WrestleCast present to you Cast of Strong with your hosts JPK Moto and Don DeLorente. Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of Cast of Strong I'm your host. Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hello, Moto. Hey, hey, Don. How are you? I'm great, Moto. It's good to hear from you. We haven't had a chance to do this in a while. Yes, I've been disappearing in the lab working on some plans, and you'll hear more about those later. <laughs> Count Dracula or Evil Genius? Which one Evil Genius, sir. You know that. Oh, okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. We want to let everybody know that Cast of Strong Styles brought to you by CSPN. You can follow us on Twitter at Cast Strong Style. You can follow me on Twitter at Don DeLorente. And Moto, tell them where they can follow you on Twitter. At JPK Moto. You can listen to us through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. You can also find us at CSPN.us. You can also find us at WrestleCast.tumblr.com. And you can also subscribe through any app for Android or iPhone that you can listen to podcasts to. So Moto, it's over. Um, it's been about a week and a half since the finals of what most people are calling the greatest G1 in the history of the tournament. It was a long ruling tournament. Happy it's over. And we had some tremendous matches. Yes. Um, as Dave Meltzer would report, if you believe in his rating system, this was the most ever four-star matches in one G1 in the history of him having a rating system. Um, just so many stories and storylines and so many guys that elevated themselves and actually used this as a stepping stone to pole vault themselves to have a strong uh, end of the year and uh, position themselves for maybe some major things heading into the uh, Tokyo, Tokyo Dome show. Um, next year, uh, June 4th, 2018. So we're going to get right into the night 17. This was the A block final as we had Naito versus Tanahashi. Both men were tied at the top of the standings in the A block with 12 points. So this was basically whoever wins will become the champion of the A block and advance to the finals. If they had a tie, they would maybe have to wrestle twice in the same night in the finals because they would need to have a match where they had a tiebreaker. So if they got counted out or we had a draw. So it's a very grueling match. We're getting late in the match. Tanahashi's trying to make a comeback. He hits two twists and shouts, but Naito begins to fight back. Naito hits two Destinos and he gets the pin and he advances to the finals on Sunday. Woo woo. Um, Prior to this match, I would always say between them, it would be that Naito would be playing chess and Tanahashi would be playing checkers. I cannot say that anymore. Um, it might be because of his bouts with Zack Sabre Jr., but Tanahashi upped his game, and now they're both playing chess, and it really showed in this match. You know, at first, you know, Tanahashi does his usual point at the audience to, to start, you know, the Indians chanting his name, but it said the crowd was chanting Naito's name, which caught him off guard. After a couple of tussles, Naito backed out, and again, Tano was like, all right, you guys, chant my name. And they were like, no, we like Naito. So it played into this, and then surprisingly, Tana slapped Naito twice as against the ropes, which surprised the, the audience. They, like, booed the hell out of him for this. And I actually cheered Tana for this, because I know he just wanted to rile Naito up and catch him off guard. You know, this is, this is G1. You're going for, for everything here. So there are a lot of good spots as well. Naito did that spot where he flips into the ring to lay down while his opponent is outside. But then Tana comes in from behind to kick him in the head. It was just, it was just something different about Tanahashi. And then that Huracana spot from Naito, and then Tana reversed it for the roll-up, and then he did the dragon screw. There was a lot of dragon screws from Tanahashi. We all know that his arm is injured, so he has adjusted his playset, his moveset, to accommodate for that. And I think that's, that's really good. And then um, when he transitioned to the Cloverleaf 
we almost had a stoppage, which was like, I was like, we're going to have a stoppage here? What's going to happen next? It didn't. And then, not to say Naito didn't have his, his offense. He absolutely did. But for me, what stood out was that Tana really upped his mind games. It was a back-and-forth chess match between these two. The swinging DDT and the two Destinos, it was a hell of a match. Definitely one to watch. I love this match. The What you noticed was a professional at work because in a split second, you saw Tanahashi work heel for the mm-hmm. sake of what the crowd was into. Mm-hmm. And like you said, this was a pro LIJ pro Naito crowd and the usual babyface stuff that would work for Tanahashi wasn't flying. So he instantly took on, like you said, when he slapped Tana, uh, Naito twice, took on the role of, okay, we're just going to switch it up right here. And this is a switch. And like you said, he worked real aggressive. He, he did a lot of things that were uncharacteristic of Tanahashi, but it got, everything over that it needed to and told a great story because it got all the people behind Naito and that's what they wanted to do was cheer him. So yeah, like you said, the psychology in the match was great, especially with the arm being, you know, so injured and him having to kind of switch up what he does to compensate for his arm. So um, like you said, it's just a really, really a great match. Then we're going to move on to the next night. That was the B block final where we have the match. Everybody was waiting for the match that we knew we were going to have. Kenny Omega versus Okada 3. Okada comes in leading with 13 points. Omega is on his tail with 12 12 points. The pace to this match was nothing like I've seen before for a big-time match. This was like a cruiserweight kind of pace that these two guys set. Um, Okada hits hits the million-dollar dropkick. Then Omega recovers, and he hits a V-trigger. And then he hits a Steiner driver, but only gets a near fall. Kenny hits another V-trigger, followed finally by the one-winged angel. And Kenny Omega pins Okada to advance to the finals. It, I mean, it, it, was, it, was, it was everything. It was I glorious. Mean, I mean, can these guys just fight all the time? I know it killed them, but I'm just, I just love every single match that they have. There has not been one bad match between these two. It's becoming so epic that we're just numbering them. Okada versus Omega 3 now. And it's, like you said, this pace was just at a cruiserweight pace, just very fast. It starts off with chops. Both try to get their finishers off, but fail at their attempts. Then Okada's standing dropkick to Omega, who was sitting at the top corner turnbuckle. It was just neck and neck, back and back. Um, There was a spot where Kenny went on top of the ropes to do a move. Like, he jumped on top. But then Okada did the standing dropkick. And then after that, Kenny responded with a hurricana. Okada looked to have been dropped on his head. So then the doctor is, gets called to check on him. But Kenny's like, rips him off, Okada. And then he does the dragon suplex to Okada on the apron. It was just like, bam, bam, bam. And then it just seemed that Ghetto, he added to it, of course, with his, his hands on his head. And then he knew that Okada was in trouble, especially after he took all those high knees and then the rain matches. I just, watch this match, people. I just can't. What, what are you doing with your lives? You're not watching this match. It's a great great match they're both on top of their games i love these two two of the best in the world bar none hands down don't at me you know i'm right yeah uh, you can find this match under the what we're watching hashtag if you follow the twitter of myself the wrestlecast or cast strong style um kenny omega had such a desperation mm-hmm. to win this match because he knew he couldn't get a draw he knew he couldn't you know, get a, you know, he had to win. So he either had to pin him, submit him, or somehow count him out. So that just added to just the way that he was wrestling as he was going for the one winged angel, like, you know, three or four moves into the match. I mean, he was really on the Rager's edge with, with the style that he was wrestling. And I think that's what kind of kept the pace so high. It's just that he was just so desperate because he knew he had, you know, he was basically racing against the time. He, I think this match went like 26 minutes and they had a 30 minute time limit. So he was, you know, just doing all he could to try to get the pin on him. And uh, it definitely made for a much different match than the first two where the first two were kind of epic, long, you know, where they kind of the pace was set up for for them to go long. Uh, this pace was set up for just, you know, anything goes, and, and it was fantastic. The last, like, six or seven minutes of this match is Amazing. Amazing. fantastic. For Omega 
to dig so deep and be able to pull this match out. Um, it says a lot to his conditioning, but for Okada to be able to do that million dollar drop kick so late in the match and all the all the abuse he taken getting dropped on his head and his neck because uh, the story is that Okada's neck is bad because mm-hmm. he's been in so many grueling matches. His neck was all taped up, and of course, you know Kenny was working the neck, and you know just like you said, just a great story, a great match. Um, they've definitely. Um, basically put out a trilogy that rivals Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat. And this is just a modern version of that. So find these three matches, watch them in a row, and you will not be disappointed. What a time to be alive. <laughs> so that brings us to the final night, the G1 Climax. Um, we had some fun undercard matches, but we're going to mostly talk about the major title matches that happened and the finals. So our first major title match, we had Taguchi and King Ricochet versus the Young Bucks for the IWGP Junior Tag Team titles. After working over the leg of Ricochet, the Young Bucks go for the Indy Taker, but Taguchi breaks it up. The Bucks go for a sharpshooter, but Taguchi hits the Dodon, and then Ricochet hits the Shooting Star Press to get the win, and Taguchi and Ricochet become the new IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions. Oof. I did not expect this uh, result. Uh, it was very surprising to me. As for the match itself, I loved it. It is a really one of the best tags, tag matches of the year, in my opinion. Um, the story here was basically the Bucks attacking the knee. Really, like, and Ricochet sold that so well. Like, people thought it was really injured. And, you know, they also, the Young Bucks, I noticed, tried the same tactics that they tried with um, Rapongi Vice. But, of course, that did not work. Um, Taguchi, again, I always say this, he has his two modes, comedic, which, of course, he had. There are certain parts of that here, but he definitely turned up the seriousness. And, of course, it's just it's the Young Bucks. I loved it. Um, and we'll see what, what, what happens with this. I'm just very surprised by this result. Um, for all the people who say that the Young Bucks um, are just hotspot artists and Mm-mm. they work too fast and they're Mm-mm. killing wrestling. Mm-mm. I would actually show them this match and show them working the body part and cutting off the ring and doing the tandem moves. This was one of their best tag team matches. And, and I really love watching the Young Bucks in New Japan because they have very entertaining matches. I don't care if it's against Red Dragon. I don't care if it's a three-way, a four-way or, you know, against big guys, small guys, whether they're the, the heavyweight champions or junior tag team champions, they're amazing when it comes to having matches. And I would love for somebody one day to either have them go against the Usos or go against the New Day. That would be fantastic. Well, the Elite versus the New Day is the ultimate faction match. I would say so, but you know, you know how I feel. I, I don't want them to go <laughs> to... Uh, WWE for plenty of reasons. Yeah. A very messy uh, uh, roster, tag team writing, what have you. I mean, I could I just go on. I would prefer it would be just somebody who had a good idea, like like if they could get like a 2K thing to just sponsor it at like a like a video game launch where it really wasn't affiliated with anybody per se on either side. It was just kind of like a third party. That would be the way to do it. I agree. And and then you have a good match and, and both parties have, you know, everyone right. has a good time. Everyone gets something from it. Right, right, right. Because, you know, you don't want it to be like, oh, this is going to be a WWE thing. Well, the WWE guys are going to go over. No, I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. I want to see be competitive. But so Ricochet, Taguchi, new junior tag team champions. This should be a lot of fun. Um, Ricochet, um, what do you think? We're going to have a little um, appreciation moment since that's what you like to call them. Um, Ricochet has finally uh, gone with the ball head, and now he's rocking the beard. What'd you think? I I like this look from for Ricochet. You know, no tea, no shade, Ricochet. But we all know what's going on. You were having almost a you know LeBron James 2006 situation going on. But I'm glad you said, listen, it's time for a change, and you just you know said goodbye to that hairline and just shaved it all off. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. It's a good look. Um, after this match, it was time for the normal, you know, uh, intermission that happens during these larger shows. So when everybody was getting up to go use the bathroom and the commentators were, you know, going to do whatever they go to do, 
all of a sudden, music starts to play. And it's none other than the music of the wrestler, Cassisaurus Sabata. And for a second, it was just like, what's going on here? And they show women in the crowd who are literally crying at just the playing of his music. And then the man himself walks out all the way to the ring, gets in the ring, does a flat back bump, does his Indian style sit down pose in the middle of the ring. And then at this point, you know, there's like, you know, literally everybody in the arena is like crying and holding their eyes. And, you know, your host is maybe still wiping his eyes talking about it. And uh, he gets on the mic and he tells the crowd, I'm alive. That's it. And then he walks out of the ring, back into the back. Uh, when I was watching this, um, when I heard his music, I screamed. <laughs> I, I literally screamed at my computer, my screen. And I saw the crowd. And people, it was like, an, like it was confusion for one second. And then they just, they felt it. There was just a moment where everyone felt it. I felt it. And, and everyone's just, he comes out. He comes out and they're... It's, it's, it's just amazing. They just chant his name and it takes a while for him to come out. They're chanting his name before he even comes out. He comes out and I'm telling you, I could not help it. I cried. I cried because we thought this man was in a hospital. We thought like, it, it was just so shocking. It was just such a moment for him to come out and just say, I'm alive, do the flag. And he was crying himself. And I don't know if you noticed this, but the announcer was just tears streaming down his face. It was just such a moment. And it's just so glad to see him. Like, it's just one of those things that you just feel as a wrestling fan. I'm getting chills really as I'm talking about this right now because it's just, it was very emotional. And um, I'm happy to see him. Welcome back. Um, as I was live tweeting this, I put out on Twitter, if you've invested any time in the last really three years as a fan to watch in New Japan religiously, I don't know how you weren't emotional seeing him come out in that particular moment, especially hearing kind of the reports that, you know, what's been going on with him and, and, the, and the treatments that he's been going through and, you know, nobody expected it. And not only to see him actually come out there and walk out there, but then to get in the ring and, and, and take a bump. Yeah. That's the part where I lost it. <laughs> it was, oh, it was something yeah. to behold. Something right. to behold. Just watch that moment. It's just worth your time. Yeah, one of the most emotional moments I've ever probably experienced as a wrestling fan. Just, you know, like, oh, my gosh, because this was a total surprise. This was definitely not on anybody's radar. And it caught you at a moment where you usually wouldn't be tuned in or, or focused in on what's kind of going on. So I think that actually added to the moment as well. Because, you know, intermission, it's like, oh, I'm about to fast forward this if you watch it on the tape delay, like I do, <laughs> but just, just so happened where it was like, Oh, I didn't get there fast enough. And then, Oh, Oh, that's, 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 that's my guy. See, it's real special to me because before Okada and before the two people who really got me into new Japan, where it's like, I got to watch more of this for these two guys were Shibata and Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I'm glad that he was able to walk out. I don't know what this means. You know, I don't know if this means he's going to come back. I don't mean if he just came out the show, you know, tell everybody, hey, I'm getting better. But for the time and the place, it was great. It was great. It was great. Even if he comes as a commentator, I would love to see him. So, right. Next up, after that emotional moment, we had the IWGP tag team title match between Cody, the American Nightmare, and Hangman Page versus War Machine. Heyman Page tries to do the springboard clothesline, but he gets caught by a rope. War Machine then hits their finishing maneuver, fall out to get the win, and retain the titles. Gorillas of Destiny come out, they issue a challenge to War Machine. But when War Machine gets ready to answer the challenge, they get attacked by the Killer Elite Squad of Lance Archer and Davey Boy Smith Jr. Killer Elite Squad beats down both the Gorillas of Destiny and War Machine, and that they declare that they are back Everybody dies. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the heavy hitters of Suzuki Gun are back. I like seeing them. I, I miss KES. Um, in terms of the match, I go stunt here. I knew Cody and Hangman Page wasn't gonna get it. Like it was it was a, it was a, don't get me wrong, it was an okay match, 
you know, Hanson and Rowe, they, I, I love, I love seeing them now. Love that moonsault, but it just, it didn't really do anything for me. That's, that's just me. It was okay match. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I do like the threat of um, what's going to go on in the future with this. I think post-match was more important than the match itself. The match, you know, lent itself to it, but I think it was just more fodder for what was going to happen after. But you can disagree right. with me. No, 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 no. The angle that was shot after the match definitely was much bigger. The match was just a vehicle to kind of get there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Lance Archer is, is the one scary-ass dude. And, um, yeah, I believe everything he says when he's out there on the microphone. And uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. has been keeping himself in excellent shape. And, uh, yeah, Suzuki might be getting ready to do a whole lot of damage now because, you know, they've been kind of just getting by with uh, the cruiserweight version of it. And then, you know, Suzuki being the the real muscle. But now they got the real, real muscle back. I wouldn't say that they've been getting by. You do have Zack Sabre Jr. Uh but everybody's, but I'm saying it's everybody's like on the kind of smaller end of the of the size scale. But now, just think about all the interference they've been doing, and then you add Lance Archer and Davis Boysmith Jr. and um, you know, the, the crazy guys back too. So they're at like full strength. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're, they're gonna they're they're gonna do some stuff. Yeah, yeah. So chaos, they better watch out. Mm-hmm. So then we get to the G1 final, Kenny Omega. Versus Naito. This was a rematch of last year's semifinals, which was probably like the runner-up for match of the year last year. Um, this was a fantastic match as well. I mean, they went about 35 minutes. Um, again, pro Naito crowd to start off with, but at the end, it was around 50-50 because Kenny Omega is just a hell of a wrestler, and it doesn't matter who he's in there with. If he can give you one hell of a match, no matter if it's Yano, Minoru Suzuki, Naito, Tanahashi, Okada. Mm-hmm. So Omega is able to kick out of a beautiful spinning Destino. It's, uh, that's kind of like the thing that was happening during the G1 was Naito was giving us all these variations of the Destino. Sometimes he would do like a half a twirl. Sometimes he would do the full rotation. Well, this one was kind of like a spinning, like he kind of spun around on Kenny's chest first and then grabbed him. And, uh, into the destino, but Kenny was able to kick out until uh, Naito hits a second destino. Kenny doesn't kick out, and Naito is the winner of the G1 climax. Yay! Um, I was not surprised by this result. I kind of expected this when we have, you know, Naito versus Omega. However, though many people expected this, this was. A hell of a match between these two. So many spots, especially the one with the, the, the table, which didn't, it was kind of botchy because the table didn't break all the way. But it, well, he missed, it. he missed the table. And like, luckily, they adjusted where he caught like his leg and not like the floor and the guardrail. But that, yeah, that was scary. Yeah, that could have ended really badly. But I mean, I'm not going to nitpick on this because these two. Um, gave us so much. It was so dramatic. Like, it was just explosion after explosion. And and you're right with the Destinos. There's just been so many different type of Destinos. And I just, I just, I just love New Japan. It was just great in terms of athleticism. The stakes were high. Um, it was intense. It was just, it was, it was great. It was great. Yeah, this was a very high, high, high quality match. Mm-hmm. Um, right from the beginning. Um a lot of friends were the land on your neck and shoulder spots. Yes, it was like a Takahashi. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? It was like a Takahashi match instead of a Naito match, really. Yeah, so it, there's a lot of moments where you're going to be like, oh my gosh, how is he even getting up from that? But again, uh, Kenny Omega, uh, Naito, they're definitely three, uh, two of the top five wrestlers in the world right now, you know, in New Japan, they've got them right now between Okada, Naito, and Kenny Omega. Those three guys are are in another level as far as big time players and putting on matches that just have you shaking your head. I, I watched the Okada Omega three match three times, and I watched Naito and Omega twice just to you know for the first time kind of do it and take the notes, and the second time just to enjoy it and 
be like, wow, this is amazing. And that's the beauty of New Japan. You can watch this over and over and get something new from it. <laughs> um, we're going to just kind of talk about a few of our notable matches. Um, maybe not really about the finishes, but just kind of some matches that you should kind of look to seek out. Um, Michael Elgin versus Kenny Omega. Uh, Michael Elgin actually got the win in this one with the burning hammer. This is the actual one that kind of put Kenny Omega down a point because him and uh, Okada were neck and neck throughout most of this tournament as far as wins. You know, Okada would win, Kenny Omega would win, so they had the same amount of points, but this is the one that kind of got Kenny down a point. Um, One of Michael Elgin's best matches he's ever had. Agreed. And it's one of those um, matches where, you know, because he was away for a while, he came back. It reestablished him, in my opinion, as the type of power player that he could be in New Japan and just the potential he has to go far in New Japan. So I love that match, too. Right. We had an upset between Naito and Ishii, where Ishii got the win with his brain buster over Naito. Naito had basically won all his matches up to this point. Um, So, uh, you know, Ishii... He's had an awesome year as well. Um, he's had a lot of four-star matches, and this is just right up there with what he's been doing all year. So another great showing uh, from Ishii. And, and Naito, he's just so good. I mean, Ishii's one of the best workers in the world, hands down. And almost one of the, probably one of the best sellers, too. I mean, how many times has he left the ring and you thought, wow, he was, he's got to be injured? Right. Only to, for him to come out the next night and, you know, bite the rope. <laughs> Um, I have this match on it on because this was a really fun match. It was Minoru Suzuki versus Tamatanga. And uh, what was really cool was, you know, how Minoru has, you know, Desperado usually, you know, walk with him to the ring carrying the flag for, for Suzuki gun. Well, in this particular match, Tamatanga sneaks up behind Desperado, takes him out, grabs the flag, and he's like walking behind Suzuki. So Suzuki's doing his thing, going to the ring, you know, waiting for the music to kind of get to the certain point where he likes to jump into the ring or everything. He just happens to look behind him and he realizes it's Tamatanga. And then they just have this <laughs> brawl throughout the arena. And yeah, it's it, this is just so much fun. It's just total chaos. Uh, Minoru Suzuki eventually gets a win, but I just liked it just because of the opening. Uh, Tamatanga pulling the sneak attack and then the big ass brawl they had. It was really fun. For me, um, one of a must see match uh, for sure is uh, Kenny Omega versus Evil. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, come on, just talk about power, athleticism, speed. All of it just encapsulated in this one match. And then that that last spot where freaking Kenny Omega deadlifted evil. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, apparently that last V-trigger gave evil like a stinger. So he was Ooh. like, yeah, it, a lot of people assume that he had a concussion or he was maybe out on his feet. But the official word was that he had a stinger. And so that's why it kind of looked a little, you know, rough there when Kenny Omega got him up because he had to literally power him up to get him up into the one wing angel but it, it was a, it was a great match another great match was Kota Ibushi and Tanahashi oh yes and uh, I don't know hopefully um, based off of what we kind of saw at the end of the G1 um, hopefully Ibushi's going to be staying around but yeah he got this big win over Tanahashi with the, the new knee strike he's using as a as his finisher these days, but just another great great match. Um, you know, Abushi is so fun to watch. I hope he. Um, I really hope he signs. Like, I just stop wandering. You're like the like the wandering Ronan. Come, come home, come home, Abushi. <laughs> you know you'll be treated right. Just come home. Um, Naito versus Zack Saber Jr. Yes, another great match. Um, again, on. Destino variations, um, but again, you know the contra- contrast of styles. Zack Saber Jr. going for his, you know, submissions and, and things like that. So just another great match. Also, Zack Saber Jr. versus Tanahashi. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. Zack Saber Jr. just versus just about anybody in this <laughs> this tournament was was good. Um, we're gonna talk about your boy, your dread dreadlock brethren, mm-hmm. as Jose Robinson. Jose. Did the unthinkable, and he pinned Kenny Omega. Bruh, bruh, it shows, it shows that this company really believes that he could be truly something, and he is something. I, I, I can't, I can't even. I'm so proud of Juice. Juice, 
Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, Kenny was going for the one-winged angel, and uh, uh, Juice counted into the victory roll, and he got him. And he just had the most, I can't believe this just happened to me, look on his face. So that was fun. Um, Okada and Evil. Oh, man, this was a fantastic match as well. Um, evil counters a Rainmaker, and he hits everything as evil, and he beats Okada. And this was the first time Okada had lost in, like, over a year. Which goes goes to show something. Goes to show everything makes sense. It's like a weave, a tapestry. Right. We had um, Ishii and Tanahashi. That was a, another just great match. Uh, Tanahashi gets the win. High fly flow. Um, Kenny Omega and Sonata. Um, very athletic. Sonata just Sonata is on the cusp of like almost stepping outside of Lij and contending i think we talked about this the last time as uh i think if there's a defection it's gonna be him because mm-hmm. i mean he's getting he's he, he's getting a lot of good crowd response and he's one of these wrestlers that can draw you in by how he wrestles and the things that he can do athletically in the ring so future is bright for sonata so that's another good match to check out one of my uh, favorite matches um Suzuki versus Okada. This is a rematch of their title match that they had earlier this year. Um, in this match, though, they go to a time limit draw as Okada hits the Rainmaker after he fought out of the Gotch Pile Driver. Okada's going for the pin, but the time runs out. Um, you know, I think that Okada might have CTE because there is no way in the world I would let Minoru Suzuki hit me in the face with my hands now, palm strike or not. Uh, well, I, I agree with you. I don't want to. I don't want to hit from any of these guys, but yeah, no, no dog, none of that. <laughs> um, one of the um, just unbelievable matches and believe unbelievable endings you'll ever see. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. and Ishii. Uh, this is basically a rematch from their G1 special match in the U.S. tournament. Zack Sabre Jr. with the stoppage of Ishii. Oh my goodness, he had him. All twisted up. Ishii didn't know if he wanted to grab his elbow or his knee. That's basically the way Zach Zach Sabre Jr. had him twisted up. And to Ishii's credit, he did not give up. I don't know if he actually had like a free appendage to actually tap out with. (laughs) (laughs) But he 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 just the referee just stopped the match. And uh so this was a big feather, big, big feather in Zach Sabre Jr.'s cap. It was like a it was like cat and mouse, although you know, I can't say Ishii's a mouse, but like uh it was it was like that. At times uh Zack Sabre Jr. would try to toy with him, but then Ishii would come back with some some devastating strikes. But Zack Sabre Jr. and the way he just twists people up, incredible technician. I mean, and we all know Ishii would never give up. So the ref was like, I'm I'm gonna try to save your life right now before he breaks your neck or breaks an arm, just we gonna stop this. Crazy. Now, um, I noticed even though you were um you know, doing your thing. You, you still have some 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 nice comments directed at me about Zack Sabre Jr. Um, have you gotten on board that train yet? <clears throat> I will say this. Zack Sabre Jr. is an incredible athlete, wrestler, technician, and could be set up to be the next leader of Suzuki Gun. So I guess if you want to say yes, yes, I am. I love seeing him in the ring. There, I said it. Yeah, that you should do that. They might have to surgically remove the smile I have on my face right now. Oh my gosh! <laughs> couple more, couple more matches that stood out. We had Big Mike versus Juice Robinson. Uh, Juice Robinson follows it up again. He has big left hand and he hits Pulp Friction, um, and he gets a win over Michael Elgin. So they're really putting a lot of steam behind Juice. They're really putting a lot of um, uh, prestige behind the Pulp Friction. People are taking it and they are not getting up. So you know. Juice Robinson, he's got steam, you know. Mm-hmm. He's basically throwing a big middle finger to everybody in NXT, and he was like, you know, CJ Parker, huh? Look at me now. I mean, and some of them never left NXT <laughs> when he was there. Some of them are still there. So <laughs> <laughs> clearly he made the right decision for himself. I'm really proud, however this goes. Um, I do think that Kenny will probably defend this, and if he does lose it, he might get something else. But um, either way, kudos to Juice Robinson. I mean, yeah. Kudos. And in a Moto appreciation match, we had Tamatanga versus Sonata. Mm. Um, 
these two guys are just so athletic, and that's basically what they did. They just had just a, a athletic show off between these two. Um, Tamatanga tries to get a backslide with the near fall, but then he gets the actual gun stun and he gets the win and beats Sonata in this particular match. But yeah, these two guys just so athletic and and just showing off what they can do, leapfrogs and dives and anything you want to add, Moto? You okay over there? Um, excuse me, I'm just a little parched right now. Mm. Um, yeah, great match between these two. Uh, slinking and slithering. Sonata, I just, it's, it's great. You can, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, so coming off of the G1 and some of the undercard um, action that we got over the two gates, we've got a couple of feuds going forward. So we've got Kishida and El Despi. Looks like they're going to set up for a junior heavyweight title match. Um, they had a big multi-man tag team match that just dissolved into a brawl between Kushida and El Despi throughout the crowd. Um, I've never seen Kushida in like a brawl like that before. And uh, it was kind of cool. He was fed up and uh, yeah, he went there. So I, I liked it. I liked the aggressiveness. So that's cool. And then it looks like we're going to get Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tanahashi for the IC title. Mm, mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know who to pick for this because Zack Sabre Jr. and his just his tech, like his techniques. But then you have Tanahashi, who has stepped up his game. It would be quite a, quite a shock or quite a thriller if Zack Sabre Jr. won this one. Yeah, well, I mean, in that multi man tag team match, Zack Sabre Jr. almost ripped his arm off. So, and that's how they won. So, I would be very afraid for Tanahashi. Tanahashi, very, very afraid. He's not a spring chicken, though. We'll, we'll, we'll have some faith, a little faith, but uh, I, yeah, 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 I'd, I'd run. <laughs> so at this time, I'd just like to let everybody know that Moto's Rant is sponsored by Amazon.com. Amazon.com through CSPN.us. You can do your shopping as you normally would. Just go to our website first, CSPN.us. Click on the banner that says support our podcast. Click on the Amazon tab. Do your shopping as you normally would. Buy some Bullet Club merchandise. Buy an Okada um, Rainmaker towel. Those are pretty cool. You know, get you some Juice Robinson faux drag locks. I think they should come out with those if they haven't oh, already. No, please, no. <laughs> I think I think those would be pretty popular. But yes, whatever shopping you would do, just it, through Amazon and CSPN.us. Keep all our podcasts here free, including Caster Strong Style. So please, cspn.us and amazon.com, do it today. So Moto, I'm going to turn it over to you, as I've been informed that we have a new rant, a new theory. So you have the floor. I've had not a rant necessarily, not a vision, but I was in the lab working on my theory very hard. And these things aren't easy, okay? It's not easy being a scientist. These things just don't, you know, just come out of the sky. But I did have a vision Okay, I was on Twitter, had to take a break, and I saw this picture of Sonata, and he looked gorgeous. It was like a breathtaking photo. Now, some of you, most of you will know if you follow me on Twitter, I'm a very astute pop cultureologist. New Japan, I'm serious, I'm, I'm the first one to say this. New Japan has such potential with Sonata to not just be a huge star in New Japan, but worldwide because he could be a model, he could be a movie star. I'm not saying this is gonna be tomorrow. What I'm saying is, if you teach him English, you get him to have the right attitude on the red carpet, he could be a major star worldwide. Girls love to see him. He's attractive, he is an attractive man. I will say that, he's an attractive man. He has the moves in the ring, he has potential. Once he gets, you know, over some bumps and things like that, but he could be really charming. He has that potential to be on Vogue, on TV. He could be it. If I'm in the offices of New Japan, I would start doing something with him. That's all I'm saying. That's my vision. Sonata, model, actor, New Japan. And with this, New Japan could be taken to new heights that would even make WWE take a second look. I don't know about the... International superstar part, as far as that goes, that just having potential. But as far as the wrestling part goes, I think that next year is going to be his year. I'm just saying he has the potential. He, he he might be in the main event of the G1. 
of the excuse me of the uh, Tokyo Dome in 2019. I can Two see years. that. One hundred years. He needs to be yeah. in the oven a little bit more. He needs to bake a little bit more. But he's getting there. You can see the crowd picking up behind him, and you can see him finding his confidence as Sonata and not just a member of Lij. For That's correct. a while there, he was just getting cheered because he was an LIJ, but now he's getting cheered because the people are starting to understand and respect Sonata, what he is as a single person. I, I agree so. with you. I agree with you. I think he's he's starting to grow a bit more, especially after this tournament. I think G1 worked wonders for him, and I think we're going to see a lot more 2018 for sure. But I'm, I'm like, serious. I'm serious about this. Like, like, like we said um, a couple of episodes ago, he probably should get whatever they had in mind for Shibata. If Shibata was supposed to, you know, I, I really truly believe that Shibata was probably going to win the G1 either this past one or next year if they came up, but his time was coming. And if Shibata can't come back, then Sonata would be the perfect person to, you know, use whatever plans they have for Sonata. I mean, for Shibata with Sonata. I agree with this. I agree with this wholeheartedly. And that's, again, a testament to New Japan because even if someone that they've invested in, you know, unfortunately something happens to them or they leave or what have you, they have someone else waiting with you. She has so much talent. And and I just, right. I just love that about the company. Right, right. And we had a vignette during the uh, G1 finals that was kind of mysterious that didn't really lend a lot of clues to who it could be but you know so there's somebody else coming in yes so. i saw that with the, the claws and they were like ripping it's uh, who do you think it could be i have no idea i, I don't really try to speculate i kind of like to let it happen so i'll know as soon as we all know <laughs> i don't like to speculate well i'll speculate i think it's sammy callahan hmm well could be i didn't know that he was um you know in the in talks with new japan but yeah you never know you never know it's definitely a um, talent war going on right now with um, Red Dragon and Adam Cole, uh, you know, signing with NXT and WWE. So three guys we thought that maybe we're going to come over to New Japan because of the ROH ties and the already being known kind of in Japan. But they just had to go with the E. So we wished them good luck. And uh, they provided a pretty good, uh, pretty good talking points for take over Brooklyn this past weekend. So if you haven't seen that, uh, check that out. It's New Japan, sir. Talk about New Japan. I know, I know, but they had some New Japan ties. So we'll talk about New Japan's next big show, as of course, after the G1, they kind of take a break, give the guys some time to, uh, you know, recharge their batteries. Uh, A few guys are doing some shows in uh, Britain with the uh, ROH War of the Worlds. But the next New Japan show will be on September 10th, next big show. And we're going to have three title matches on that show. We're going to have the IWGP tag team title match. We're going to have a triple threat as we're going to have War Machine, the champions, versus Gorillas of Destiny and the Killer Elite Squad. So, Moto, just if you want to handicap that match, who do you think? Uh, KES. Mm, interesting. I think War Machine may come out victorious, but KES is definitely going to wreck shop. They're going to have a good showing. Our next title match going to be for the six-man never-openweight titles as we have Evil, Bushi, and Sonata versus the team of Okada, Rocky Romero, and Iano. Everybody's favorite, Iano. Uh, I mean, LIJ is going to retain this. Right. I think so as well. And then the main event for this particular show will be a never-openweight title match between Minoru Suzuki and Big Mike, Michael Elgin. I think Suzuki. I think so as well. I think he's going to torture Mike Elgin. Um, yeah, and watch out for all the, the young boys. I definitely um, pray for their safety. And I'm very concerned for them at all times when Minoru Suzuki is around the ringside area. He loves to slap him around. I just... No one will, will someone stop that man, please. And we get off topic. I know we didn't talk about this. What about my boy Kawato? Have you been watching? Did you watch any of the undercard of any of the uh, last three nights? Uh, some of them, yes, I did. The uh, 
the first of the last three nights I did. I think that he's uh he he he's getting to the point where he's becoming he's even outshining the KOB. A a a a a. Let's 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 not let's not. It's the KOB. The fans are the fans are digging whenever he gets in there. They're like building all the matches up for him to get in there. It's been fun to watch him against you know when he gets in there with some guys, some you know Juice and Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask, Kota Bushi's on his team, and and he's like the kind of odd guy in there. It's kind of fun watching him in those matches. I love that kid. I why well, do I do like seeing him? He's you know that underdog you want to root for, as I said, and and yes, he's 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 getting up there. Yes, yes. I mean, KOB has been doing his thing. I know that you enjoyed the, the time that I guess him and Oka are pretty good uh, buddies and uh, they're spending some time on the beach. So I, I know you appreciated those uh, those just photos that, that, that they had while he was out on the beach. With the packs out, yeah. yeah. Can you please? Um, let's talk about uh, Petra and, and her little friend that, no, that she no, had. We good. In tow with her. Yeah, she was a cutie. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, there's a lot of thirst going on. No, we could, you know. Uh, um, yeah, Don and Don Callis. Yes, mm-hmm. same boat. Mess. Uh, would you, did you listen to the American commentary or the Japanese? Both, depending on the night. Um, I like Don Callis. I like him as an addition. I liked Rocky Romero there too. Big up to Rocky Romero. I, I liked it all. It was um, it was nice. I actually enjoyed English commentary. Usually, I just prefer going to Japanese, but I I said let me give it a chance. And I think they're improving. Their chemistry is improving. I, I just like where they're going with this. I think they're a solid team. They can build this to be a great commentary team for New Japan moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Don Callis is, is so good, especially with, like, anything involving, like, the Bullet Club and Kenny Omega because, like, he's down with them. So he's got, like, quote-unquote insider information. But whenever whenever Peacher comes out there, he just loses all professionalism. <laughs> Well, they were right. speechless one night, just staring. There's this one point where um, <laughs> she comes out there and uh, they're like, Don, why are you on your phone? And uh, he's like, don't worry about me. Just call what you see. And, <laughs> um, and, and Rocky Romero's like, hey, there's a strict policy about no recording in the building. And, <laughs> and Don Collins goes, Don Collins just goes, Rock, he just goes, I'm office. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it is is really 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 entertaining. I, I think he's for a person who had never really been a part of the product before and kind of not on the radar as far as you know commentary or just you know wrestling in general. He's done a very good job of um, you know being knowledgeable about the product, um, having backstory for guys. Um, you know, seeing that he has been in the business, he's crossed paths with people who was who have crossed paths with some of these guys. So he has a lot of, you know, kind of stories and, and, and back things that he can bring. And Kevin Kelly does a good job of doing the play by play. And yeah, him and Rocky just playing off of each other was, was so good. I agree with you. I, I, I just, I like the commentary. I think they're in a good direction. They're putting their foot on the gas. Uh, they tweeted uh, today that the new Japan team, uh, the global team, they're working for the global market. They're doing projects for the U S market and the global market. This is what they should be doing. And I'm happy to see what happens for them later on in the year in 2018. I can't wait to see what happens. Right. So we're going to get uh, these destruction shows are going to come up in September. And then we're going to get uh, King of Pro Wrestling in October. And then we're going to get the World Tag League to kind of take us into, um, you know, the Tokyo Dome season. So um, should be fun. Of course, we'll be covering all of that here on Cast of Strong Style. So, Moto, at this time, I open it up for your shout-outs. Shout-outs. Thank yous. Thank you to you, of course, Don, of course. Don Victor, we got beef, sir. We still got beef, sir, about what happened to the whole Daryl thing. I know. If you don't know about it, me and Don Victor got beef. Got oh, beef. yeah. Daryl's back. Daryl. Yes, I did. Daryl's back. Yeah, at the end of the uh, G1 Finals, when uh, LIJ comes out to celebrate, uh, Daryl's in tow, and Naito gives him the fist bump. It's a great moment. Uh, Naito, he played too much, though. Like he's gonna throw the <laughs> throw the trophy over the over. Yeah, yeah playing too much. <laughs> Don, don't don't have an aneurysm now. Don't have don't don't have an aneurysm. You, but, you know, I was about to go off if that because yes. as soon as he won, that was like the next thought I had was, damn, that was a good match. And then my next thought was, 
Oh shit! What if he does something stupid with the trophy? <laughs> Woosa, Woosa! But like I said, Dom Victor, we got beef, and the jokes on you, cause Daryl is back. Thank you to all our listeners for supporting to my Lolita Garden team. Y'all know who you are. LGB is here, and thank you for all your work. And follow me at GPK JPK Moto. That's all I got. All right. I'd like to thank JPK Moto. I'd like to thank Don Victor. I'd like to thank Anwar Starwin mm. for, you know, all their, you know, religiously hashtagging Castor Strong style where they were watching G1. We love um, y'all. We do. Classic material. I'd like to give him a shout out for allowing us to have this wonderful podcast that we get to do uh, a few weeks at a time. Um, just all the listeners and everybody who is, you know, supporting us and, and down with New Japan. Um, this has been a great adventure so far, and we can't wait to, you know, bring you the, you know, stuff leading into the end of the year. Um, so just continue to stay with us. Um, we'll probably have a little bit different format once we do the tag league. We'll maybe be coming at you guys a little bit more frequently than we have so we can give, you know, the nights a little bit more um, detail and greater depth into some of these tournaments that they have because there's so many great matches. We don't want to cheat the performances and the performers so yeah the next tournament you guys may be getting a few more episodes than you used to so that's a benefit and a plus for you guys so for my co-host moto i'm don de la Rente, and this has been episode 11 of cast of strong Street. Strong style. Strong style. Strong style.